You are listening to WTUZ Radio Podcast. Welcome to WTUZ Radio Podcast. I am your host, Rhonda. Uh, Today's episode actually was an inspiration from um, John Levy. Shout out to him. Uh, Actually, his latest video that he dropped over the weekend, uh, usually for us, it comes out on Sundays. And he was talking about uh, old world castles and the ornaments or inlays on those castles and how... Uh, He felt that there was some sort of technology used to construct them versus what they are telling us. And that even goes for sculptures because he was specifically, he was specifically focusing on sculptures and the inlays, uh, the ornaments that's on the castles and all of that jazz, old world castles. And he was saying that uh, they were not sculpted. They were manufactured. And as he's showing examples of that, it hit me. I said, oh my God, he's right. So the title of this is 3D Printing is old world technology, okay? So in other words, this 3D printing that they've introduced over the last five, 10 years, it's really just old world tech that they've been using for thousands of years. That technology was hidden and now it is being brought back to the forefront. All right. So let's do uh, use a little technology. Let's get into it. Uh, we're going to talk about do 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 da 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 do da da Let's see. Let's go over what three D printing is. Three uh, D printing. Um. Three D printing or Addictive manufacturing is the construction of a three-dimensional object from a CAD model or a digital 3D model. So for those of you that are artists, shout out to y'all. I'm just, ooh, you're just so creative. You know, much honor to you all. But if you are an artist, you're into drawing, et cetera, et cetera, um, coming up with 3D drawings, it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge, okay? Uh, They're going to need it definitely for the metaverse, all right? And then they're also going to need it to uh, take advantage of the 3D printing, 
okay? So those of you that are into architecture, you know what this CAD modeling and all of that jazz is, all right? So let's uh, continue. The term 3D printing can refer to a variety of processes in which material is deposited, joined, or solidified under computer control to create a three-dimensional object, with material being added together, such as plastics, liquids, or powder grains being fused together, typically layer by layer. Okay, now I had the experience uh, what was about two years ago, uh, some of the guys that I work with, they were messing around with a 3D printing. And so, uh, we all just did a little simple project to print something from 3D. Okay. Now, some of the team, they went ahead and they modeled out their 3D model. There's actually software where you can do that. I tried, child, my nerves. I'm not patient like that, which is why I'm not a coder. I'm not patient. I'm like, whatever, I'm over it. <laughs> so I went and found a 3D model and because uh, actually what I wanted was uh, Medusa. So I found where somebody had created a, uh, if you want to say CAD model, but it's really a digital 3D model of Medusa. And so I put those particular specs in the software and the software sent it to the printer. Okay. So y'all know Medusa with all them snake heads, very, very met meticulous. So what we found out is my first model just came out in glob because it was the string or the strand of the plastic. Okay, it was too heavy. So I had to change the strand of the plastic in order to get that um, object to show up three-dimensional. Okay, so mine was actually plastic. And I actually still have that little miniature Medusa today, and uh, based on that printer, and the printer that was used was much larger than this one. It took uh, probably a good 24 hours, okay? All right, so in the 1980s, 3D printing techniques were considered suitable only for the production of functional or aesthetic prototypes, and a more appropriate term for it at the time was rapid prototyping. As of 2019, the procession, repeatability, and material range of 3D printing have increased to the point that some 3D printing processes are considered viable as an industrial production technology. Okay? So I believe that a lot of those in those um, detailed designs that we see on that uh, on old world castles and stuff, and uh, even down to the statues that have such precision and detail, 
I believe this is the technology that they were that they were using. They were using 3D printing. Okay, well, well, what we're calling 3D printing today. They were using some sort of laser printing. Let's be more precise. Laser printing. Okay, with different material. All right, and they were uh, so good at it that they were able to use it on a manufacturing level, whereby the term additive manufacturing can be used synonymously with 3D printing. One of the key advantages of 3D printing is the ability to produce very complex shapes or geometrics that would be otherwise impossible to construct by hand. Now, child, if they sitting up here saying that in 2021, that 3D printing is the ability to produce very complex shapes or geometrics that would be otherwise impossible to construct by hand, wouldn't that prove that they had to use some sort of technology to create those intricacies, designs on the castles and on the statues. Now, remember, this is 2021. Okay? So, in other words, that stuff wasn't done by hand. But they want us to believe, they want us to believe that those castles, those statues, and the inlays on the castles, I forget specifically what you call them, inlays on the castles, <laughs> were done by hand. Mm, okay. And yet, today... No one can do those things by hand. But let's continue. Including hollow parts or parts with internal truss structures to reduce weight. Okay? So those are the things when I'm calling them inlays. Uh, those are the things that I'm talking about. You know, the parts that be sitting on outside of the castles. Not outside of the castles, but you know what I'm saying. They're, they're the decorative pieces. You, I know there's a word that you call them, and I, I done forget. I can't think of it right now. Fuse disposition, disposition modeling, which uses a continuous filament of a thermoplastic material, is the most common 3D printing process as of use in 2020. Okay, uh, let's see how much I want to go. I'm not trying to go all through this. Uh, let me see what else. Yeah, I'm not going to go through the rest of this. Okay, so I just wanted to give you all an idea of what 3D printing is. Uh, this is just an example here of a 3D machine, 3D printing machine. This is a small one, fam, because I know the one um, that did my little Medusa head was about uh, double the size. Of the, no, not even double. I think it was triple the size of this. Um, this one may be for home use. 
Uh, don't quote me on that. But this one is a small one. Okay, and what happens, you have like spools, almost for, for my sewers out there. You know how you have spools of yarn where there's spools of material or plastic material uh, that you use. It had They have different colors and they have also different strand sizes also, okay? All right, so that's that. Uh, let's just look at this right quick. Let me see if I could blow this up for y'all. Yep, I can blow it up for you. So you could just see how it works. And literally, you put uh, this little man, this figurine, in the 3D software. And you send this image and the specifications to the 3D printer. And it constructs it. Okay, so you, you have to select uh, which color you want and which type of thread. And this machine, I'm assuming, is doing this in plastic that you want. Okay, so depending on how complex the design is, how big the design is, it also determines how long that it's going to take to complete it. Okay. Um, so that's that. So just wanted to show you all an example of that. So now what do, what do that got to do with everything? Let's get into now how they are expanding on 3d printing, which proves my point that I believe and kind of backs up what John uh, Levy was saying in his last video. Not that he needs me to back him up on anything. It just clicked to me. How. In the ancient world, and I'm calling it old world technology, hidden in plain sight. This is a version, 3D printing is a version of old world technology hidden in plain sight. That's how they were constructing these um, real detail sculptures, etc., etc. And I even believe, even on down to a lot of the construction from a home and cat home slash castle perspective. Because now what they're doing is moving 3D printing on a larger scale to build homes. Right? So this is off of CNN, but you can find articles elsewhere. World's largest 3D printed neighborhood to break ground in Texas. You see that this came out, oh, wow, actually this month. Now, y'all look at that. Kind of boss, ain't it? <laughs> so you can see down there uh, where they have, uh, like, as the outlay looks like framing, wood framing. Okay, that's for the roof. Okay, but all of the rest of this, I can't vouch for the roof. So I'm going to leave the roof alone, okay, or the roof. <laughs> I'm not going to vouch that that's 3D printing. But for sure, the house is definitely 3D printing all day long. Okay, 
let's get into um, the article. New property development in Austin, Texas is set to become the world's largest three, uh, the world's largest community of 3D printed, printed homes. That makes sense because Austin, isn't it a lot of artists there? Scheduled to break ground next year, the project will feature 100 single-story houses printed on site using advanced robotic construction and a concrete-based building material. Child, let's go. Digital renderings of the neighborhood unveiled last week show rows of properties with their roofs covered in solar cells. Okay. All right. Okay, that makes sense. The homes will each take approximately a week to build, according to the firms behind the development. Child, only one week. The project is a collaboration between home building company Lenar and Icon, a Texas-based construction firm specializing in 3D printed structures. The houses have been co-designed by the Danish architecture practice Bjarke Ingels Group. Although Icon would not disclose the cost of the project, the company said its technology is significantly, significantly faster and cheaper than conventional construction methods, partly because it requires less manual labor. Child, y'all getting a picture of what's going on with the resetting of the economy. I know we talk about this a lot, and actually I didn't expect for that to come up in this discussion, but we'll be real brief on how robotics and AI will displace a lot of jobs, okay? So either folks are going to get retrained to be the ones that's able to be more on the technical side to operate these machines, or they're going to be displaced out of a job. So those of you in the construction field uh, business, y'all know what it is. You got the, uh, what, the foundation concrete people. Uh, then you got the framers, right? Uh, then you got the electrician. Um, then you got the people that put uh, the drywall situation in. And I'm sure I'm skipping some stuff. Then you got the plumbers. Uh, then you got the people, uh, if it's a vinyl house or brick, so you got either the, um, the people that put on the vinyl or the brick layers. So y'all understand where I'm going with that. You see how many professions I just named. Okay. So at a minimum, with this new 3D printing of the houses coming on board, you're going to cut out a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of jobs. Okay. Framers may be able to stay for the roof or roof. 
Okay, but that's a heck of a lot different than doing one part of the, framing one part of the home versus the whole thing. Bricklayers and all of that won't be needed anymore. Okay, but let's continue. So, um, so the cost is going to come down for housing because it requires less manual labor. Okay, plus the time. Okay, because the average home, new build home, is a minimum a 90-day 90 90 to six-month process, depending on how big the home is. It may even take a year. The building process will involve five of the firm's 46-foot wide robotic Vulcan printers, which pipe out a concrete mix call Lava Creek, according to pre-programmed home design. So, now this is just my two cent. I believe back up in the day how they were building those huge castles and things. I believe this is what they were using. They were using some type of what we're calling today 3D printing technology, okay? Mixing up the concrete, pouring it in this machine and pretty much modeling it. So it could be two ways. They could have these 3D uh, machines back up in the day, creating the molds, because that's the, oh, that you know, that's what some people say, that they were creating molds M-O-L-D-S, because y'all know I'm country, and you may have thought I said something else. They were creating the molds and then pouring the concrete in the molds and then on site uh, building it. Um, I'm thinking it was either a combination of both or either it was the 3D printing, and it was all done on site. I'm saying from the heavy castle perspective, okay? That's why those um, castle bricks or stones was so precise, okay? That's why the cuts on the inlays that decorate the castles on the fireplaces, the statues are so precise because they're using 3D printing, which is really just laser printing, precise laser printing, where you put in the dimensions or the specs or the 3D digital CAD drawings, and you can get a perfect outcome. All right, so let's keep going. All right, so that's just, uh, let me blow this up for you all. All right, so this is them. Uh, I think this is, this isn't, yeah, this isn't real, y'all. They're just giving you a rendering of what a um, 3D housing community can look like. Okay. All right. 
The firm said it can produce homes up to 3,000 square feet in size and has previously printed the walls of a house measuring four to 500 square feet in just 24 hours. Spread over the course of several days, roofs, windows, doors, and finishes will be added afterwards. In a press release, Icon's co-founder and CEO, Jason Ballard, described the Austin neighborhood as a watershed moment in the history of community-scale development. And what I am telling you is, this ain't nothing new. Okay? This is how they were building structures in the old world. Okay? And the old world stuff was, of course, a heck of a lot more sophisticated than what they are rolling out now with 3D printing and 3D um, printing with concrete building these homes. In a press release, Icon's co-founder and CEO Jason Ballard described the Austin neighborhood as a watershed moment in the history of community-scale development. Construction-scale 3D printing not only delivers high-quality homes faster and more affordable, but fleets of printers can change the way that the entire communities are built for the better, he is quoting as saying. The United States faces a deficit of approximately 5 million new homes, so there is a profound need to swiftly increase supply without compromising quality, beauty, or sustainability, and that is exactly the strength of our technology. In a statement, uh, Martin Vocal, partner of Bajarki Ingalls Group, described the 3D printing buildings and the photovoltaic roofs as significant steps towards reducing waste in the construction process, that's a good point too, y'all. I didn't think about that. As well as towards making our homes more resilient, sustainable, and energy efficient. Oh, y'all, I, had, I hadn't even thought about that, y'all. Because y'all who, if you ever been on a construction site, y'all know the amount of waste that's associated with it. And um, homes especially um, new homes, unless you pay extra to get that, um, that foam spray in between your walls, homes emit or, or lose a lot of energy. The way homes are currently being built, they lose a lot of energy. Okay, plus you have to worry about termite damage when you have your framing construction built out of wood. So this is this is very, very interesting. Okay, hence, once again, is why when you see the older castles and the old world structures, why they hold up so well. 
Okay. Now it's this one dude. Uh, he's a YouTuber. I could not think of that man's name, his channel. Uh, he was always saying that those, uh, old world structures were built out of, uh, concrete. I can't think of the gentleman's name. It, uh, if anybody know, you can drop it in the comment section. Uh, so there's that. All right. So let me blow up this picture for you. And again, this is just, uh, a digital prototype. This is not what something that they have put into place yet. So y'all see, they giving you down here. You see how they laid the foundation? So let's be clear. This would be the 3D printer using concrete, laying down this foundation. Okay. All right. So you see the next step. You see the 3D printer building the walls, honey, building out the rooms and all of that. So wouldn't your framers be doing that? Child. Okay, then you get to the next step. You see that uh, the 3D printing had built up all of the walls. Okay. So I'm assuming these in-between uh, stages, they got to let the concrete dry before they lay on a fresh set so it won't just collapse because of the weight. Now, that's just... My little two cent child, I don't know that for sure. I'm just trying to call myself using a little reasoning. <laughs> okay. So once the house is pretty much laid out or the framing, let's say the framing of the house is pretty much laid out and dried, then they can put on the roof. So in this case, the roof, they're using wood. But I will have to negotiate and see if I can even use something <clears throat> better than that, more sustainable than that. I don't know what else could be used that's more sustainable that I don't have to worry about uh, rot, <clears throat> excuse me, and all of that jazz. Okay. And then they're just showing you the final thing after they done put on the roof is to... Um, I'm sorry, after they done the, the, the framing, they used wood in this case for uh for the roof. They would uh put something on here on top of it, and I know all of that ain't solar panel. So I don't know what other material they're using. <clears throat> but I do like like love the idea of the uh the solar solar panel. <clears throat> now, those of us that are like into alternative housing and stuff, I've been following this stuff for uh, quite some time. And you know that bricks, and you can even use concrete to uh, conduct energy. Okay. So depending on the airflow of your house, you can take advantage of uh, where the sun hits your house and in the wintertime <clears throat> from a combination of, excuse me, family, from the combination of 
the way the sun is hitting your house, where the sun is hitting your house, the airflow in your house, you can, um, and, and your windows, you can have your house being naturally heated and naturally cooled off or having a consistent temperature, okay? That is why uh, back up in the day, they also used brick, specifically red bricks, okay? So it's no, it can be no different with concrete, okay? You can literally paint it a certain color and utilize it. You can build your house facing the sun a certain certain way to work with the seasons to capture the rays from the sun to um get the best energy for your home okay so i'm just putting that out there because that's what you're going to see them start talking about over the next 10 years all right and if you want to know more deep about a self-sustainable home, uh, this dude been doing it since the 70s called Michael Reynolds. Go check him out. He started on the West Coast. I want to say in L.A. He's built uh, a lot of them in New Mexico. So you'll understand what I mean with taking advantage of... Uh, where you build your home into relation with the sun and how you can harvest the sun energy to heat and cool your home year round. All right. So advocates of 3D printing construction believe it can greatly reduce labor costs and construction time. Research has also suggested that the method can slash waste and carbon dioxide emissions. I remember we talked about this, that they're going to be pushing really heavy about reducing carbon dioxide emissions. And that's going to be the justification to bring in all of this quote, quote, new technology, which is really not new. It's really old world technology. And it's going to get to the point they're going to force companies to use the technology because they're going to introduce a carbon tax. Okay. The ability of 3D printers to construct buildings without form work, the concrete molds that cement is typically poured into can significantly reduce overall use of the material, which is responsible for about 8% of global CO2 emissions annually. So, Going back to this, uh, the concrete molds. Now, again, that's just my two cents, y'all. It's just my two cents. I believe how they built them castles. They had this 3D uh, machine back up in the day in the old world on site. They had already created the molds. They lay the molds out, molds, M-O-L-D-S, y'all know I'm country, <laughs> mix up the little concrete, pour it into the 3D printers, 
and then start pouring it in the molds. The molds. Okay? Then let them dry and keep stacking. Now, that's just my two cents. Okay? Now, their particular technology was far in advance because if you go back and look at those castles, you see those huge stones. Okay? So that means they had to have some hella equipment to do that. Okay? So this is just the same technology and it's just on a lesser scale for now. Let's keep going. A recent study in Singapore, for instance, found that constructing a bathroom unit using 3D printing produced almost 80% less carbon dioxide than conventional construction methods and was over 25% cheaper. Critics have meanwhile pointed out that 3D concrete uh, printing still relies on non-renewable material and that structures, safety, and stability are not specifically addressed by existing building codes. Okay, so they're going to, um, I'm sure that's going to be addressed. I'm sure it's already being addressed regarding these building codes. Okay, believe you me, they already got it figured out. They're just introducing it now. And since they want to bring up building codes, that's another reason how they're going to get uh, folks to move to the new technology because they're going to come up with all of these new building codes. Okay, so you either got to retrofit your stuff or you got to get it built, uh, 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 rebuilt, uh, gone, gone on to something else, gone and head on out to something else, newly 3D built, printed and built. Okay, that's how they're going to get everybody through building codes. All right, not science fiction. With the newly announced Austin Project is Icon's largest to date. The firm has been using 3D printing to build social or subsidized housing in Mexico and Texas since 2018. Yep, I remember when they were in... Um, Mexico. I didn't I didn't know they were in Texas though. The company also recently revealed that it is working with NASA to make building materials from moon dust. Child, you know they better gone on somewhere with me. Don't don't be playing with me, company. With a view to constructing a lunar base. Oh, child. Y'all could have left that on out, uh, CNN, but you know, whatever. Earlier this year, Icon unveiled plans for a separate four-home development in East Austin. In 2019, the company also announced that it is building a community of 50 homes for low-income families in Tabasco, Mexico. All right, so let's go on and see, honey, uh, this little uh, rendering VD, okay? So this is... Uh, something about Chinese architecture. So let's see what they talking about, y'all. What the heck? Did we miss it?
Digital Tecton is a new collaboration between the human design and the robotics. And that is the future for architecture. The last 20 years, construction was booming in China. Every city is growing by this kind of high-rise. I think it's a kind of copy and paste process. It's too fast building such kind of buildings. We lose the, the tradition and the identity of what is China should be. How we can find the relation between the sense of place or identity of the buildings to the new technology. What we are changing right now is use the robotic for the prefabrication. The original machine is make all the components all the same. But right now, the new robotic platform can cut in like two hands of human being. By okay, dang, I was trying to go back real quick. That's the part I wanted. So you see what I was trying to say back up in the day? I believe that's what they had, family, when they were building them castles. Okay? They had this machine on site. But it had to be something grander in scale than that based on those uh, castle stone blocks that we see still standing today now. And all they had to do, whatever uh, concrete material they mixed in there, and whatever that mixture was, baby, that's, I'm sure they didn't study that because that's what they need to be building stuff out of because, honey, that stuff's still standing. I believe that stuff is thousands of, of years old. Okay? So whatever concrete mixture they put together, on site, they mixing it, and they pour it in that uh, machine, and then... Uh, the molds are already laid out and they just start pouring it. Okay. So let, let me go and shut up and go and let the vid play. The original machine is make all the components all the same. But right now the new robotic platform can cut in like two hands of human being. By the computational process, we can set up new rules. But that rules is based on the tradition that can make it even more interesting. Bamboo is a good example. In bamboo is a village, they're good at weaving. So they want to set up a, a community center for the exhibition and for the spreading of their culture. So twisting roof, every column and every beam have special angle and different height. If you use your hand, it's impossible to make it in such a short time because every joints are different. So we use robotic, which can cut the building very fast. We make a prefabrication in the factory for one month and a half, and the on-site work is 52 days. Normally, it should be like half a year or one year. A good architect should have a good understanding of not just technology, but this kind of social process. What we are doing is not a, uh, just about the technology. We can implement this kind of technology to have some relationship with the local culture. So that is a real social uh, evolution. child so there you go that, that that building is cold too i'm not finna lie but i love architecture that's just me all right so 
Icon has yet to unveil prices for the homes in its new Austin development earlier this year. The first printed home to hit the market in the U.S., a one-story, 1,400-square-foot space in Riverhead, New York, was listed for $299,000. Another 3D printing firm, Polari Group, recently unveiled plans to build 15 3D printed homes, I'm sorry, 3D printed properties near Palm Springs, California, with prices for three bedrooms homes starting at uh, 595000 That's too much. That's too much. They'll come down. Speaking to CNN, although I know it's a heck of a lot cheaper than what both of these cities are going for now, still $299, yeah, maybe. Two people can afford that. Uh, maybe, maybe, and I'm just going on the average salary. Uh, but Callie, this is why, Callie, y'all going to totally, totally look different. Because $5.95 is considered cheap in Cali. But let me just continue. Speaking to CNN, in 2019, Ballard said that his company's technology could deliver a much higher quality project product to the housing market at a speed and price that is typically not available for low-income families. His firm believes its technology can also be used to combat homelessness and may be deployed during disaster relief. 3D printing is not science fiction, Ballard said at the time. We have crossed that threshold from science fiction into reality. In the future, our bet is that this will be humanity's best hope for a housing solution that matches our highest values and ideas. Okay, so again, this article came out actually earlier this month uh, on CNN style, y'all, under design. World's largest 3D printed neighborhood to break ground in Texas. So let me uh, real quick find my little video because I just want to show y'all. I want to just show y'all some of the um, video. I'm sorry, not videos. I want to show y'all some of the things that uh, back up in the day, if you look at them closely, I believe that's how they were built. Uh, let's see. I thought I had finished my little video. All right. It's only going to take me a second, fam. I know I had finished this video. Okay, we're going to do that. Oh, you seeing the file is in use. Child's always something. All right. Okay, let me close all this out, fam. I'm almost there. I apologize. Do, 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 do. Where's my video? And we're going to get it cracking. Okay, where did it put my video? Hold on a second, fam. I'm trying to get there. Trying to get there. Okay, let me pause it and try to find my video, ciao. Okay, let's try this again for the second time. 
the first time. Child, I didn't have it on. So here's um, what I wanted to show you. Okay, so this first pick is a fountain in uh, Italy. And to me, if you look at the details on this fountain, and you specifically, you look at the statues and the details on the statues, to me, this was done with some sort of 3D laser printing, okay, back in their time, okay, right? Even if you look at the columns and you look at what I'm calling the inlays, I don't know if those are flowers, but if you look at the details on it, I think all of this was done via 3D printing, all right? So if you're ever in Italy, don't miss out on seeing this fountain. It is absolutely breathtaking. So let me go to, I think I uh, just wanted you all to see another wide scale view of it. Okay. You could just see the beautiful details. And if you look closely, um, you can see how it looks like some of it was even put in place, okay, all right, so let's continue, let's continue, let's see what is, all right, so I don't know who dude is, child, I forget where old boy was at too, <laughs> where he's located, but to me, this is just another example of ancient 3D Laser printing technology. Okay. All right. So let's continue. And it looks like dude was built on top of uh, something older. If you look down at the structure below, he was built on top of something older. Okay, let's continue. All right, so I put this in, fam, so you could just see in today's time, this is an example of a larger scale 3D printing. Okay. So wanted to show you that. All right. So I'm not sure if these things, uh, these looks like metal pieces stuck in here. I don't know if that's like rebar. I don't know. I could just be totally speculating. Okay. So just imagine... Based on those castles, those old world castles, how large of equipment that equipment needed to be in order for them to uh, not only make the molds, but also to uh, make all of those designs, all right? So let's keep going. All right, so this is uh, just another example I wanted to show you all of, um, I believe them doing all of these, uh, sculptures and designs on other objects, whether or not you want to call them inlays. I believe that this was done by 3D laser printing. Okay. Now, if we want to be real fair it looks like these two ladies, either they're newer, because they look, you, you ladies, you looking awfully cleaned up there. 
Because I don't understand why y'all would be cleaned. Or maybe they just cleaned them because they're bigger pieces and it's easier to clean them. Okay, so I give you that. But either way it goes, I believe that this was done via laser 3D printing. I believe that technology is ancient technology. All right? I believe this fireplace, this fireplace piece is built in two pieces. So you have the actual fireplace itself. And then what's on top, I believe, uh, was built separately. Okay. Now, if we look at these columns, look closely at the columns. If you look closely, you're going to see lines. Okay. Those lines are how the columns were constructed. They were constructed in pieces. Now, to show you how your subconscious mind works, I remember uh, being in Greece and seeing those ancient ruins, and I can't remember um, if it was under construction or if it was just an ancient ruin, but I remember seeing the col one of the columns, or not one of the columns, a few of those columns, and they were huge, family. They are huge in scale. I mean, huge in scale. We're talking tons, thousands and thousands of pounds. But I remember seeing these columns broken off and stick, it's broken off in pieces, broken off in these pieces, and then one of the broken off pieces, you could see the rebar sticking up from it. Okay? And I don't know why that's stuck in my subconscious, but as folks started talking about um, ancient uh, buildings and ancient technology and old world and uh, one gentleman, I can't remember the gentleman's YouTube channel, was saying, saying that he believed that a lot of that old world construction was built with concrete and they were just using uh, plastering over it with different stuff. I can't remember the gentleman's name. And that gentleman showed in pictures that rebar construction. I said, ding, 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 doggone it. He's right. I literally saw that on in Greece in one of those uh, ancient ruin sites. I want to say it's that, uh, was it that temple? It was that whole area that's on top of um, Athens, in, in Athens, that sits way high up. Okay? That's where I remember seeing it vividly in my mind. But if I would have paid attention, because we went to multiple uh, ruins, because that's what you do when you go go to Greece. I'm sure I would have seen that a lot. So that's how they're putting those columns together, fam. Okay, so you're talking those uh, huge column structures that's tons, that weigh tons, thousands of pounds. They're building those bad boys on site. Okay? All right. So just another to point out some more tech. 
on this. If you look at the um, fireplace, the the uh, insert in the fireplace, that's ancient technology as well. That's what originally fireplaces were used to heat the entire room. That's how they were, this, this particular uh, metal piece or pieces, if, if you look at the uh, two things down below, they were used for radiant heating. So the radiant heating ran through the floors. That's why the floors were stone. That's why the walls were stone up through here. This uh, piece right here that also um, sent through heat. Okay? So when the inheritors, or I call them the reset population, started living in these structures, that's why they tore out these inlays and started um, using wood to heat them because they didn't know how to work this technology. Okay, so let's continue. All right, so what else? Okay, so on this one, this is just an example. I just wanted to put in here to kind of once again, show you uh, how these columns that are tons were built in sections. You can clearly see it here. You can clearly see it. And they're being held together with re, uh, rebar. Okay? This stuff, fam, was being put together on site. Okay? With those 3D laser printing machines. So they start out with the mold, pour the concrete, put the rebar in it, let it dry, do the next one. Go up, 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 up. Same with these big old stones. Okay? Now, if you look at this particular picture, the reason I pulled it also, because if you look at the bottom of it, you can see those stones are a lot older than the stones on top. Okay? You could just look at them and tell. So you have this ancient ruin is built on top of older ancient ruins. So let's continue. All right. So I put this castle one in here to once again show you all um, just an example of all of these bricks or stones, how they were just created with the mold. That should be nothing out of the ordinary because that's how bricks are created today, right? But specifically, I wanted us also to pay attention to um, the ridges on top of this castle tunnel, which I call a rook. I think of the chess piece. So if that's not the official name, forgive me in advance. But I believe that was constructed with some type of 3D <coughs> laser printing technology. 
Okay, and this is a simple castle structure as we know. Let's continue. All right, this is a bad mofo right here, baby. This fireplace. Woo, this bad boy is bad. I don't know where it's located. But you see on the left-hand side, Pimp Louie-licious. I call him Pimp Louie because he had the super fly hair. Okay? And they didn't wipe all his melanation out of this picture. Okay? So he was light-skinned, light-skinned dead. All right? But... The focus of this picture, look at all of the inlays or the details. To me, this was not hand sculpted. This was done via the 3D laser printing. The ancient 3D laser printing. Okay. Look at um, the coat of arms. Y'all see that ancient coat of arms? See that black ancient coat of arms that represents that black nobility. Okay. Now, once again, you see the inlay in this particular fireplace. Uh, you see that's that technology that heat uh, uh, provided radiant heating. Okay. So once again, that's why uh, the floors were stone. And the walls and stuff were stone as well, okay? Now, I'm sure this radiant um, piece was bigger than what they have in here. I'm sure it was a plate, a big old plate that went in there to heat this big old room, okay? Because if y'all would think about it, they would have had to have something. They would have had to have some type of ancient technology to heat these big old castles, Child wouldn't have been enough wood in the world to heat all of that, okay? But they understood about using uh, radiate heating and stone and all of that particular jazz, okay? So let's continue. But that is one bad fireplace, I ain't finna lie. Even if you look on top at the ceiling, you see all of that detail, you can look at the door and see all of that detail all around. So let's continue. All right, what's next? Okay, so this particular one I pulled uh, just to show even down to the statues, um, I believe was used with some sort of laser technology, laser printing technology. So in the case of the mermaid, I believe she was made uh, out of um, some type of metal, maybe bronze. That's why she is patinaed. Okay, that's what I believe. All right. Okay. So uh, I'm not sure how old old boy is up on the horse. If he's recent or not. <laughs> So I can't vouch for him because I can't really see his little details. Okay, but even down to this fountain, I believe that the fountain was probably more than likely built on site with those huge laser print technology because it would make more sense 
to bring the machine on site, mix the concrete with whatever elements you going to mix it with and just print it on site. Okay. And they probably printed this in one, two, three pieces for the foundation. And then the, uh, the top fountain piece, maybe two. I don't know if they could do it in one, but that top piece is kind of heavy. But I believe this was printed on site because it made more sense to print it or slash construct it on site than to do these molds and then try to bring them to site because you are uh, subjecting it to chipping, to breaking, and all of that. So why not just do it on site? Hence why the 3D housing, building, printing that they're implementing today will be done on site. They are doing it on site. Okay. All right. So you could just look at the buildings around. Also, um, all of this fam, it's just, it's an old world structure, much, much older than they're telling us, but they use some high tech technology that we're seeing they're just starting to reintroduce today to build this back then. So let's continue. All right. So this one I pulled, chow. Now, I don't know if this is metal. I don't know if this is metal, but it is some sort of, it's a Hertz. It's a Hertz. And it's some, uh, one of those Royals Hertz from back in the day. But I don't know if this is metal. But either way, this was constructed with ancient 3D laser printing. Now, that's just my opinion, y'all. <laughs> but it's cold. I'm not going to, I'm going to give them that. It's, it's cold. It's very, very nice. Okay? So it might be some type of light metal if they got these tires on it. Because if it was a heavy metal those tires may not have been able to hold it up. All right, so let's uh, continue. All right, so I just put this one in here to once again show the details. So this is the Gothic. This is the Gothic style, what they call churches. I don't believe these was no churches back up in the day. I believe they were part of castles or part of some sort of structure for something else. But nonetheless, if you look at the details at the top of what they're calling this Gothic church, to me, this was done with laser 3D printing. Even if you look down to the actual doorway, okay? I think that was laser 3D printing. All right, and for all we know, the entire thing could have been done via uh, that 3D laser printing. Okay, but the detail on this bad boy, they cannot recreate this today with concrete or um, stone. They, they, as a matter of fact, they can't recreate this structure today, okay? 
They will give them 10 years from now. They get enough people up to speed on using that 3D laser print technology. They'll be able to recreate the structure. These structures, only difference is they have to study the concrete composite material that they used, that the ancients used in order for this stuff to still be standing. Because it's got to be a heck of a lot stronger than the concrete that they're using today. All right, so let's continue. All right, so I put this in here just to show you all a larger scale of a 3D printer. Okay, so up at the top, you see these things that look like spools of yarn. But in this case of this 3D uh, modeling printer, uh, it is using uh, various plastics, okay? It's using various plastics, all right? So just wanted to show you uh, the different scales, okay? All right, and then I just wanted to show you again, this is another uh, 3D printing home in Mexico, Right, so you see that the uh, base of it, the foundation of it and all of that is truly from the 3D printing. They did it on site. Child, they need to change this door. This door is so cheap. So if this was my crib, this door would be changed. This cheap window would be changed. I would boss both of those up. But nonetheless, you see how... The foundation of the home, the main structure is made out of that 3D concrete printing. Okay. All right. So this is what today, this is from today's aspect. So you can see even today, it's still very much so scaled down from what they were doing in ancient times. But I believe it's the same technology. They're just reintroducing that ancient technology and they just have not come up to speed on how they were really doing it up back in the day in ancient times with that technology. All right. All right. So this is the last one in this bunch. And I just wanted to show the fam on, uh, this is 3d fam. This is 3d. Boss, this is boss. This is 3D. Okay, this entire home, I only got this shot. It's 3D. All right, so this is what they're uh getting it to. Okay, all right, so the last thing I wanted to show you, let me make sure I'm recording, child, because I had talked 20 more minutes, child. And it didn't show up. Oh, I was fired up. So uh, let me real quick. I got something else I want to show you. Now I'm going to have to stop it again and find the picture. Um, to just give you some examples once again on uh, the different ancient structures. So hold on, fam. All right, fam. So uh, I guess I'm not going to be able to show it. Uh, I'm going to rock out with just these last few little pieces that somebody on TikTok put together. And as you can see here, 
your a lot of other uh sculptures. I believe a lot of this stuff was done by um ancient old world technology called 3D printing that they are just reintroducing today. So um I hope that you all got something out of this. We're just gonna continue to pay attention on what they're bringing out, but make no mistake about it. All of this stuff that they are introducing is old world. So this is Rhonda with WTUZ Radio Podcast. If you're not subscribed to us, I encourage you to hit the subscribe button, like this video and share. Peace and love, family.